intimacy. That is what we search for, whether it's podcasting, radio, or even physical contact, intimacy. And so that's what I strive to do when I create this podcast daily, is to be intimate with you, to give you music, television, film, or even myself. (laughs) Yeah. Being intimate with an audience is very interesting. Some of us are born with it. Some of us learn it. If you've ever taken public speaking, that is actually the most fearful thing of anyone out there, is speaking to an audience. And finding the right words to say. Capturing that moment. Staring at the back of the wall. So you don't disarm your audience because you have to give them your full attention. Not just reading from the speech. Whereas my professor once said, you have a nice face, we want to see it, so don't bury yourself in the speech. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I've been doing this for five years. I've been doing a lot of other things a lot longer, but this has been very interesting to give myself to all of you however way you call it it is being intimate no it's not I mean well it could be along the lines of other things you know it's not adulting although you know I do talk maybe afterwards maybe that's giving too much away you know to engage in conversation with people or even to hold rapport two people talking about a television series or a film or music maybe that's why I like the shirts that I wear the concert shirts or even the cartoon shirts or the Star Wars it's a conversation starter if someone has that shirt you know ah okay let's talk about that I was having dinner on Saturday at one of my favorite Mexican restaurants, and I believe it's the owner's daughter, and she had a Nirvana shirt on, and I said, I love your shirt. And I said, what's so funny is is that people will wear that shirt, and they'll say, oh, that's such a great band, and they'll be like, they're a band? Yeah. Or I had one student say to me, oh, my mom listens to them, and I'm like, oh, that's some very loud rock and roll. That's what we call... I didn't say this to her, but I'll say this to the audience. That's what we call alternative rock. A little bit of metal, a little bit of maybe, uh, you know, some Beatles harmonies, whatever you call it. Singer, songwriter, rock. Some of you would call it pop. I wouldn't go that far. So when I engage in conversation, especially in this medium... It really is a freeing experience because then it's like, oh, okay, I can talk about anything. It does give you a boost to be able to do this. You know, to be able to, okay, this is how my voice should sound on it because I don't have headphones on. I'm not listening to myself. I'm doing this blindly. I'm doing this, or a better term for that is I'm doing this naked. I'm not recording naked, don't worry. I'm doing this without the constraints of technology. All I have is a microphone hooked up to the iOS port 
of the iPhone, and I know how to broadcast my voice in a certain way. It's very hard to do that every day, especially what I do during the day. I wish I could do that. I wish I could talk in a, like a broadcast voice, and then I don't know how they would kind of take that. It'd be very kind of fascinating. Because, yes, people will listen to the show and say to me, Oh, you sound so different on the show. Because I'm relaxed. Because I'm able to find a narrative. Versus, oh, geez, I'm out here all by myself on this boat in front of all of these people. We got to keep this boat moving. So tonight, I watched a very fine episode of Perry Mason on HBO. Produced by the Downies, Susan and Robert Downey Jr. Starring Matthew Reese as the tutelar Perry Mason. But as I've said over and over at nauseum, this is not your grandparents' Perry Mason. This is not your parents' Perry Mason. This is HBO's Perry Mason. And it's getting good. Television really has a different kind of facet now. You know, it has become cinematic because, you know, if we go to the theaters, what we're expecting is something totally different. Okay? Think about that. Something totally different. And it's not, I mean, there, you know, there's, let's be honest, there aren't a really lot of great films out there. There's the superhero films. For my money, four years ago, I remember the anticipation. (coughs) (coughs) That pesky cough. There we go. I remember the anticipation my friend and I had watching Avengers Endgame. And then that was it. That was it. And it was over. There was nothing more to say after that. It was over. And so it ran its course. It ran its narrative. All right. And films, and this is, God, this is a year before the pandemic. Think about that. Think about how everything changed at that very exact moment three years ago. And here I'm talking about a film that came out four years ago. And how we, you know, everyone saw it in a different context. I know some people who saw it at home, and I understand that. But I, as I say, to watch it in the theater, that really is how you do it. And you get that audience participation. And people were cheering, and people were crying, and people were... I remember I didn't have time to cry. I was just, I was so stunned in the moment. And, you know, you live in the moment. I'm congested. Don't worry. I'm not crying. I wouldn't cry on this show. I did once, and that had to do with a film and an actor that my grandmother absolutely loved, Omar Sharif and uh, Dr. Zhivago. You have to say it with the accent, Dr. Zhivago. Huh. Because we were talking about Dr. Zhivago versus The English Patient. Two totally different films, both epics, okay? These epic love stories set against the backdrop of the time and the narrative. And so as we go back into Perry Mason, it's getting it's getting dark. It's getting dark. But we're getting to a point of the detective story. The players have all come about, and now 
like an Agatha Christie murder, we have well, we we have a we have a plot. We have a plot. Who really is to who really is? Uh, I wouldn't say to blame. Who really was in the driver's seat of all of this? You know, now Jessica Fletcher herself could solve this in just one night. Think about that. That was that was the beauty and that was the the excitement of murder she wrote to the point where I think people parodied it is she knew as she spoke in that in that tone that she did, she would say, you know, last night when you left the garden house, I noticed that the pot had been broken. You were very feverish when you came back and you had dust all over your clothes. That's really my best kind of way to possess, not try to bring about her cadence, you know, Um, because I'm not, first of all, I'm a male. I am not the the great majesty that was, uh, you know, uh, Angela Lansbury playing Jessica Fletcher, J.B. Fletcher. All right. Huh. It's all about the cadence. That's what it's about. When you are going to do like, you know, I was talking to someone, we were talking about accents and they were like, why do you say it that way? I said, because that's how I was taught to say it. You know, uh, like when, and you're talking about the, the Romanoffs and, you know, Anastasia, I don't say Anastasia. I say Anastasia because that's how, you know, maybe that's the European in me. I do have European blood in me at either sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And see, that's, that's where I'm getting to the point here is being intimate with an audience. It's like being intimate with one person. Okay? Think about that. Think about that. Yes, we're going into adult territory here. And when you're intimate with one person, it's just as... Uh, it's just as nervousness as uh, talking to a group of people. Or when you hold a microphone up to your mouth. Versus when you're intimate with a person and you're just you're staring at each other, whether it's dinner or whether it's adulting and you're looking at each other and you're having this conversation and it's very strong and it's very. Oh, how can I say this? It's it's strong. Those the, this is really about the art of podcasting. You know, I mean, nah, I know you're probably thinking, oh, God, he's nuts. He's lost it. Well, I am only 42. Trust me, I haven't lost the farm yet, um, so to speak. But yeah, there is an intimacy to doing this. There really is. Is it along the lines of adulting? If you don't know what adulting is, sex. Making love. That's what it is. Adulting. So this is our adult conversation. And yeah, it can be very nervous. You know, there is the anticipation and the right thing to say and the thing not to say. All right. And sometimes you don't need to talk. Sometimes it's just about expressions and glances and feelings. And, you know, you have to go with your gut instinct, your intuition. As a male, I will admit this. We're not really that great at intuition. Yes, there is a such thing as women's intuition. Men, our intuition, it's there, but it's not, you know, it's not over the mountaintop. We're not there, you know. And so sometimes I I was talking to a 
a female friend and you know they notice things that I wouldn't particularly notice okay like if I tell them something and they're like yeah but I don't think you see just how they're coming at it from that angle and it's like huh you have a point I remember years ago I was talking with a friend and um, someone I was somewhere and someone was doing something probably to get my attention and my friend turned to me and said that person likes you and I said really I thought they were just being annoying trying to get my attention and she was like no you you're you're a guy you don't get it when someone likes you that's what they do and I went oh so they like me oh okay but they would never come out and say it okay so it's just like okay we're just gonna we're gonna leave it at that alright and so we did we left it at that so yeah I understand that I totally understand that and so yeah there is you know I try to be perceptive as possible there are probably certain gifts and talents that I have that I will not ever divulge maybe to one person you know there's certain kind of in things that I pick up on it's like okay ah you know when I'm listening to a conversation and I'm hearing the words come back and it's like okay you know and I and I know how to kind of connect the dots in, in a detective kind of way I'm like oh you're saying it that way but I hear the innuendo oh I hear it I hear it because words are very interesting. You know, we uh, we use words in a certain context to talk about things. And then we pepper something on to, uh, you know, kind of uh, say it in a different way. Okay. Huh. I wish I, I wish I had some really good intuition. I you know there's certain things that I'm probably clueless to. That's a part of life, you know. And usually it's if someone likes me or not. I'm usually if they tell me it's like oh, okay you you do you know and and you know like how Taylor Swift is always shocked when she wins an award. And whether that's genuine or not With me, is if someone says they like me It's like, oh You do? Okay Because I don't think I'm like an oil painting It's like, oh, alright I'm okay looking, you know I guess, I don't know You know Yeah We'll, we'll, we'll put it at that That's why I can't be grandiose It's like, oh, okay I, I do kind of, as I get on Oh, geez, that word, get on. As I grow as a person and mature, it's like, oh, okay. That's why. I remember years ago, I wanted to dye my hair because I, I, had, I was in my 30s and I had the white, you know, the grays. And someone said to me, don't do it. You look so distinguished with it. And don't ever touch your hair like that. I'm like, oh, okay. And recently someone asked me, they were looking at my hair and they said, do you dye it like that? I was like, what do you mean? They said, you got like the streaks, you got like a salt and pepper thing. And I'm like, no, I don't touch it. It, That's how nature went. 
they're like it looks good i'm like oh okay thank you you know they weren't flirting trust me yeah but um you know as a podcaster (laughs) you know being intimate and being intimate with an audience you know it's it's along those lines because i have to always find the words and they have to be the right words or the right expectations or the right cadence when i'm talking to my audience you know um and not saying um all the time that's a, that's just a nervous tick that i have i yes i can be a very nervous person and i can also be a very confident person and when someone says something to me and i laugh that's out of nervousness it's uh very hard to break but at heart and professionally i'm a very confident person it's like okay you want me to do this i can do that i do not say no you know um i know that some people would like me to say no but no i don't say no that's not how i am and when i rise to an occasion i rise to an occasion and i mean i've had instances where people are stunned because like if I if I say I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it, all right. And then I show up and they're like, "Whoa, you were serious?" Yeah. I, I always love that when it's like, "Whoa!" I remember someone said to me years ago, "You have some cojones. You show up like that. I'm like, you don't want me to." Oh no! Usually, you know, people are just it's like, "Oh, they'll say one thing and they'll do another," but you're genuine and what you mean and I'm like yeah I am so as a podcaster I'm genuine in what I say and I'm I'm trying to do it in a very intimate way in an empty house that's why I've got the floor and just talking to my audience you know and it's not just about Perry Mason I'm going to do that tomorrow night right now I just thought you know I would just talk and kind of uh, release the day which is such a positive thing to do is release the day, you know. You light a candle, you light some incense, and you release the day. Because it's been a very long and arduous day. But it's also been a very... Um, oh, God, that word. Um, it's been a very productive and challenging and insightful day. So, yeah, don't take that for granted. You know, and especially if you're a podcaster and you're trying to find your voice, you're trying to find your niche. You know, I will say when I started doing this, oh God, how old was I? 36. No, 37. I was 37 when I started doing this. And I'd always wanted to do this and there was never the right tools to do it. And then I finally found this app and boom, which is Anchor, now owned by Spotify. And here we are. And I'm able to do this and I'm able to talk for you and I'm able to collect my thoughts and release them at the end of the day. So, yeah, it's been a very thrilling process doing this. Now, if I've put you off by talking and saying, oh, comparing this intimacy to sex and that's kind of grossed you out. Well, let's be honest here. You know, we live in the United States of America and... In other countries, they do look at us and they laugh. You're Americans and your Puritanness. Yeah. Because we are taught that sex is a dirty thing. I was not taught that sex was a dirty thing. I was taught what sex was. 
and then you know it's much more than that though it's intimacy and the same with podcasting we could say what i do when i cuss and everything oh my god he's using those dirty words well that's why there is an explicit warning on this podcast that it is for adult audiences only okay because i'm using adult language i am talking about adult situations and if you cannot conceptualize that then don't listen it's as simple as that it's like back in the day when you would buy an album and it had parental advisory explicit lyrics don't listen to it if you don't if you're going to see that and that's putting you off when i was a teenager that was the record you wanted to buy it was like oh yeah it's got all those fun words and situations on it explicit lyrics oh i'm gonna like this oh yeah thank you <laughs> so when i podcast yeah i'll i'll be a little grandiose it's like making love it basically is and you gotta you know it's about that right feeling and it's about that right glance and you just gotta say it and you've gotta mean it you've gotta mean it not own up to it you've gotta mean it in the moment mean it you know some people say really stupid things in the moment and you know what i'm talking about you have to mean it you have to mean what you say with your moves your look and your voice that's what you have to do and as a podcaster that's what i do i mean it man i gotta show it with uh well you can't really see it i do it with the voice i'm translating with the voice that's why i don't do a video podcast i could if i wanted to but i choose that this is much more an intimate setting oh that word i know some of you are like oh my god he's using that word again <laughs> hey i could talk about succession I could talk about some of my favorites. In fact, someone did ask me today, who are some of your celebrity crushes? Really? Everyone has a celebrity crush. Yes, I'm not going to talk about them. Who are some of your crushes? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the world is a very interesting place with all of us in it. And this is the perfect setting for me right now, talking in an empty room, staring at a lamp. Um, obviously, allergies are taking their toll because now my eye is starting to water. And it's time for me to get ready for bed. So it's been fun just uh, talking. Why I love doing podcasting. I mean, I'll, I'll make... I love making the audience feel uncomfortable sometimes. How uh, lo I love podcasting and it's like making love. It, does, it is. It is. It is what it is. And there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. You know, I could just podcast in five minutes and it's wham, bam. Thank you, man. Or I could just let it go on. And that's that's the right way to do it and just let it flow let it flow <laughs> that's not a nervous laugh that's kind of a, a naughty laugh but you know I've always been told I have to watch my tone sometimes because some people think I have an evil laugh and I don't I just it's a laugh that's what it is that's you know I was born a laugh 
it, you know, it, it came out of that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you know, there's certain affectations and uh, um, tics that I have that probably some people think are strange. And, you know, how I'm very patient. My patience has come over time. Did not come easy. As a child, I was a very impatient person. Very impatient. Very, uh... <laughs> all over the place. I mean, I've, I've said this before, and I'm not proud of this, but, you know, it's my past, and you have to make do with your past. I visited the principal and vice principal a lot growing up. From the time I could talk all the way to high school, I visited them a lot. Because I had a dirty mouth... And it usually got me in trouble. Now, right now, having a dirty mouth, especially in this context, on this platform, doesn't get me in trouble. Because this is an adult audience that I'm talking to. Being intimate with all of you. I'm going to say it again. It's like, watch what happens live. And I kind of detest that show and Andy Cohen. Oh, jeez. Um, it's like, I would say, oh, every time you hear me say the word intimate drink uh, some sparkling water I'm not because I do not condone you all taking a drink after someone says a word as someone who can't drink alcohol anymore trust me I don't miss that poison and it really is poison it really is there's a different way to unpack the day there's a different way to have your um what is it uh what what is that thing we call uh Oh, jeez. See, now, now I'm starting to feel sleepy. <laughs> um, our daily, you know, our, our, our mindfulness, being mindful of our uh, energy and, uh, you know, decompressing. And that's what I do as a podcaster. I, de- I decompress. Yeah. We can also equate that with making love right there. You decompress. You just let go. That's what you do. You let go. And as a person, you know, that's that's hard to do. You have to surrender that power. And in only the right person, I am able to surrender that power completely. So, this has been a very interesting conversation. We will talk about Perry Mason tomorrow night. Unpleasant dreams. Unpleasant dreams.